Hazard. Gets it back. Wriggles away from Keita. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant from Eden Hazard! What a player he is! That is outrageous! Smash and grab in front of the Chelsea fans! Goodness me! What is going on guys? We are back for another episode of the Blue Crew. We are on episode 25 now, really starting to roll out these podcasts and a little bit of content, a little bit of interaction for once. Um, I'm joined again by my fellow servants, Luca and OJ in the studio today. How are you both doing? We're all right, thanks. I was all right until you labelled me as a servant. Craig, I wasn't expecting that. That was that was harsh. Yeah, we had a decent little session this morning on on news bulletins, learning about audio journalism. I did. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, it was alright. We uh, made a little bulletin. Yeah, it was good nice fun. little nice little script writing. It was. I enjoyed was, that. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I was thoroughly pleased. Clips, scripts, and blips. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to move on to a little bit of our own audio journalism. Um, this nice. is going to be a review of two games and a preview for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll start off with the uh, the oldest game that we're going to cover, the Southampton game from uh, from Saturday. Um, what were your guys' main talking points or like takeaways from that game? Me and you watched it together, didn't we, Luca? Yes, we did. Um, I think we both thought, we both said after the game as well, that the first half we felt like we were we were smashing it yeah we I, were I think, yeah. We, I think we said first 30 minutes we were literally unplayable yeah um they could have taken the, on the world if we played like that honestly it was some fantastically yeah, free flowing football it was incredible very good um and then as it seems to happen under lampard i don't know what it is but we falter we we drop a goal and then all confidence just falls away. All footballing ability just falls away. Uh, we just looked like such a different team, and it's really frustrating. Gained all the confidence. And I hate saying it. Every time, every time, it's inconsistency all the time, and it's just really, really frustrating as a fan to watch your team go three nil up, or t- sorry, two two nil up, and um, drop a goal just before half time. Going to the break, still feeling confident that Southampton's a team you can beat, and then we go three-one up, and it's it's all fine and dandy, and then a mistake at the back, inconsistency again, and it just it just falls apart, and it's just so frustrating to watch. Mm. I I agree very much with OJ in there. Yeah, we looked. Southampton just gained all the confidence. It's like they sucked all the confidence out of us, and they gained it. That's what it felt <laughs> like. It does quite often. Happened with us. It happened so many times last year. It was even if we weren't winning, it was concede a goal and just everything just goes like to shit, doesn't it? Like everyone just, I don't know, they forget to play football. But I'm just wondering where you think, like, how do you, how do we improve this? Because it, it, it's got to be mentality. It's got to be mentality because we've got the ability to get three one up, two nil up in the first place. We've scored three yeah. quite delightful goals. Especially Werner's Werner's pair, yeah. Werner's double and Havertz's first goal was just amazing build-up play. It was yeah. so nice. Yeah. Um, so, what like is it the mentality? Are, are we weak? Are we? Is it just a lack of confidence? Is it uncertainty about how to approach games once like the lead is cut? Like what? What is it? And I hate to bring it straight on to Lampard, but where does? Where does he sit? What is his role in us maintaining leads and winning games from winning positions? Um, I don't think it's confidence because, I, like you said, we have the we have the confidence and ability to go two 0 up in the first half and look pretty solid for thirty five, forty minutes. It just we've had this conversation so many times before, but uh, and we never have a perfect answer for it. But I don't really know what you're supposed to say to the team at half time. To, to keep a lead like what Frank's I, it must be something he says at half time he ha- or he's he's missing something at half time to say keep the lead just keep playing how we're playing although after matches we hear players go oh the manager just told us at half time to keep playing the way we are but I just don't think that's happening Something something's being said that's 
that's being lost in communication with the players, but I don't know what it is. So it's not confidence. I think it's just partly what they're being told and just partly the mental side of just thinking, oh, we can keep playing the way we've been playing, mm. if that makes sense. So you, you did literally just touch on the mental side. How do you improve that? How do you improve the men- the mentality of this squad? Because I thought, to start with, oh, I thought, ah, oh, might be down to leadership, you know. Kepa's in goal, it's not Mendy, there's no Thiago Silva. But Jorginho and Aspilicueta both played. Kante played as well, um, did he? I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jorginho yes, and Kante. Did, yeah. You've got senior players in there. James didn't play, so Aspilicueta was on the pitch. Our vice-captain and captain were both on the pitch. You just feel like we should be managing that game a bit better. Like, I saw the thing about us conceding right before half-time. The Christensen's positioning for their first goal is just horrendous. He's just not anticipating. His head's just not in the game. That's it's just exactly really like that's just really bad. It's exactly like the end of the last season. Remember when we we drew? I think it was again three three to West Ham. Yeah. And for like two of their goals, he's just not there. He's just not focused. He's not concentrating. And it's just it's something you expect out of like a Sunday League side. It's not something that you expect out of a like. A, a defender who plays at the level that he plays at it's just that really might, really that might be Christensen's problem you know mm-hmm. it could be. he can it's play focused. really well against big teams like I remember a couple of years ago against Man City in fact even last year against Man City it's some really good games but then you put him against a smaller side where Tuna up going into half time Havertz has got the ball bringing it forward and his head just isn't on the danger his head is probably in half time he's thinking ah oh, we'll get through to half time 2-0 mm. I'll have a drink of water I'll have a little rest yeah and he did. He's done it time and time against against the smaller teams. Mm. He's just not there. He's not in the game, and that, that's just poor. That's just poor from Christensen. I don't even know how you you can't coach that out of a play. It's just really, really poor. It's not professional enough. Speaking of Christensen, it's not good enough. Speaking of Christensen, none of us expected him to even play that game against Southampton, did we? I certainly didn't. No, I would love to know what Fakayo Tomori has to do has done to get I mean, a game. It's not a problem. He's 20-something years old, as we decided a couple of episodes ago. 22, I think. So he doesn't need to rush his development yet, but every time he plays, he looks good, basically. And he's just not getting that run of games. But I do still think he should be our third-choice centre-back. But why is he not there? What's going on? I don't know. Can't answer that question for you. I mean, again, I feel like we've covered this. Why can't can't get a game? I don't know. I just don't know why Christensen even played against no, Southampton. He's not been in the fold at all, has he? I don't he? get it. He's not been in the fold. The last couple of weeks, what have we had? Spurs was Zuma and Tamori. Yeah. Palace was Zuma and Silva. Silva. And then all of a sudden, international break comes and goes. And then comes Christensen. And then comes Christensen out of nowhere, who hasn't had any sort of luck at any sort of minute since the Liverpool game. And all of a sudden, he's chucked in there. I still think it could be. We spoke about it last season. It could be Lampard still trying to find that perfect centre-back partnership that he's been longing for since he's been here. But I don't, I don't think it should be that. We've written we've Christensen been, we... off so many times. Yeah. How is but, he even still in the conversation? <laughs> well, that's what Lampard's trying to find out. He's trying to find out if it works, it works. But I, mean, I don't think it will. I don't think it is going to work with Christensen there. And if... If it's if it's gonna be Christensen with anybody, I think it'll be Thiago Silva. I was gonna say if Christensen's yeah. gonna play, he's got to be with Thiago Silva. Someone who's a bit more experienced, someone who plays a a, a little bit like Christensen, where he's a he's a big guy, he's, he's a he's a strong centre back who can dish out if he needs to, and you know he's a good header of the ball, but oh, it's just you know it's it's uh it's it's annoying because. We keep coming back to this. We don't have an answer. We don't have an. We should have an answer. I mean, the but the the answer is hopefully Lampard's got a the, bloody answer. The back five that we had against Sevilla, in Mendy, Chilwell, Silver, uh, um, Mendy, Chilwell, uh, James, Zuma, and yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've got, got, got the games Chilwell. confused. Yeah. Mendy, Chilwell, Silver, Zuma, Silver, Zuma, and then, and then James, Chilwell, James, Mendy, yeah. Um, should we just say their names one more time? James Zuma, Chilwell, Mendy, Zuma, Chilwell, Zuma, Thiago, I can't think Mendy, of... Kurt. Mendy in goal, <laughs> Chilwell, James, Zuma and Silva. 
and Mendy. Oh, no. <laughs> that that back that's, five, that mixture, that mixture of five players. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. That 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 mixture of five players, yeah, is so comfortably our best. We've now kept two clean sheets with it. Um, with Mendy, we've only conceded one goal, and that was against Spurs, and that was down to Emerson. I did like. Obviously, he's trying to rest Silver. He can't. We know that. Silver didn't play against Southampton because of travel stuff. He's, you know, he's he's thirty six years old. This is the senior pro. We've got to got to use him wisely. I just don't, for the life of me, see why Tamori's not playing that game. Is it down to not playing too much football? And he thinks Christensen's more ready for it. No, nobody's got a clue. No. Let's move on from it because it's it hurts my brain. Well, you mentioned our back five against Sevilla. Yeah. Obviously. Nil-nil draw in our first Champions League game this season at home. Um, how do you think we played overall? Don't think I think went from the first half that I watched. Obviously, we weren't available to watch the second half, but from the first half that I watched, I think we we defended quite well. Severe, we know Severe are very very good at keeping the ball, and we I think we hardly had any possession in that first half, and they were they were on top. They had the better chances. We did have, albeit some chances, but we just couldn't take them. I think we defended very, very well, and I think it just needed a bit, of, bit more, bit more impetus up front. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe playing some actual wingers on the wing and not Mason Mount on the left and Pulisic well, on the right. That's what I was going to say. Obviously, our defence kept a decent clean sheet, another clean sheet for Mendy, another clean sheet for Thiago Silva. But our problem is perhaps in selection in that game, selection going forward. Yeah, which um, confused well, which confused a lot of people. I saw a lot of people on social media saying that basically begging for for Mount to not play on the wing um, not enough. because they don't want Mount to play but just because they don't want Mount to play on the left wing mm. which is where Lampard seems set on keeping him um, I don't think the fact that Mount played on the wing stopped us from winning that game or even playing very well going forward no 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 would you I would have done it say, and, if, and I don't think it helped yeah would you say that Perhaps if we were to go back in time and change that lineup, would you perhaps then take out Mount I mean, from the left wing? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the first thing to do at absolute least would be to put Pulisic on the left and Mount on the right. Right. The word seems to be that he's playing Mount on the side that we want to press more on, or we feel more vulnerable on. Right. So, which is fair enough again, but I just don't like it as an excuse because. When you're going to set up to defend like we did, and by the way, we did defend really well, like really well, they had one shot on target, two shots on target, sorry. One was a good save from Mendy and the other one was a, a simple save. Other than that, they hardly created anything. The shot on the side, Nathan was offside. He, that was fine. They hardly created anything. They had a lot of the ball. We set up to defend. We set up to keep a clean sheet, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. Sevilla are the second best team in our group. They've won. They're so experienced. They've got an experienced manager. They're a good team. They know how to win those games, Sevilla, and that's yeah. important in the Champions League. It's not about being flashy. You get results. You know, Liverpool last night, I think, were pretty much like outplayed in the first half. You, you get the result. Mm. A nil-nil draw against Sevilla in a group like ours, where there's a big gap between the top two and the bottom two, is a good result. I just think... Obviously, Ziyech isn't fit. He was never going to start on the wing. Hudson Adoy is a strange one. You just like to see Pulisic played more on that left wing. On, where he on his, so yeah. good. On his he looked, own side. Where he looked so good last season. You wouldn't do that to Eden Hazard, would you? No. no. You wouldn't go, right, Eden, sorry, mate. We want to press or defend more heavily on the left hand side. I'm going to shift you over, mate. Yeah. It's the equivalent. Yeah. Are you, would, you, would you not say that that's probably because Eden Hazard's a better player than Christian Pulisic? I mean, yeah, but you've got to treat it in isolation. Of course. I mean, Crystal Palace are playing Zaha up front because they don't want him on the wing because they want their best player up front. You want your best player in the best positions. Why did Hazard levitate to being a central player at the end of his Chelsea career under Conte? Why did he move him almost into a number 10? Because he's your best player. You want him on the ball the most. Yeah. Get Christian Pulisic the ball. Just get him the ball. And he will do the and work. And he will do the work. The point is we didn't keep the ball very well, but no. we defended well. And obviously, I can completely back it, that decision. I think it's a positive performance. And it's a lot easier, in my opinion, to build from a defensive base than it is to build from an attacking base. Yeah, 
attack is the best form of defence. Yeah, but it's not if you're still conceding three goals. Attack is the best form of defence works if you're conceding three and then maybe only conceding one. But at the end of the day, we're not really pressing particularly well or particularly organised. So why press at all? Cut it out, drop back, play a low block, Anthony Barry, walk in, help us out. He has. That performance, defensive performance in a low block against Sevilla, isn't possible without Anthony Barry as far as I'm concerned. Or without Thiago Silva and Mendy. I have nothing. Yeah, I agree with that. It's not. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I don't. It's it's easier to build from the bottom upwards. Clean sheets keep goals, win matches, but clean sheets keep win titles. Defenses win titles. Defense is the first thing you have. If it's a shaky defense, it's the same sort of thing. Defense is the first thing you sort out before anything. Yeah, surely. If you keep clean sheet, you can't lose the game. Yeah. And with our attacking players, we are going to score goals. The point is, they need to gel. They need to be played in their best positions. Pulisic's still coming back. Mount's playing out of position. Werner, if Mount and Pulisic aren't doing very well, how's Werner going to get in the game? Ziyech is injured. Yeah, you know? Give it, just literally, I know it sounds stupid, but give it a few weeks, months, and we can be able to sit back and defend and just just give them the ball and they'll just do the bits. It's what we bought them for. Just do the bits. Just do the bits. If only it was as simple as just do the bits. But and I then, do agree with you. I do agree with you. Yeah. I think we do have to give it a bit of time. Obviously, we want results right away because we want to be happy right away. But sometimes we're not going to be happy right away. We have to be patient. Let's take that once said. All these have po- some patience. All these. All these results. They they will come good. This is just a learning experience. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, before the... you know it, we'll be really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, go. come back to us. Let Let's remember this bit. Yeah. We'll be good. <laughs> we'll be, we'll good. be good. Mark yeah. this because... point. Seventeen minutes into episode twenty-five, <laughs> Luca Foley said, "We'll be good. We'll be good. We will be good." Like, this is the thing. At the start of the season. Everyone was, um, you know, ah, oh, Chelsea need to be title contenders. Chelsea need to be title contenders. Need to be winning games from day one. No bollocks. It's not true. It's never gonna happen like that. Yeah. Think about all the injuries. Think about coronavirus. Think about new players, training, yep. and all of that. International breaks, pack schedule, everything. Think about it all. Take it all into consideration. And then game by game, obviously on Twitter, it goes down. Ah, oh, Chelsea fans just waiting for Havertz to come back. Well, Havertz and Werner have played and not played very well. Yeah, but mate, it's what it's one game, you know. You've got to give them all time. Yes, players come back into the lineup, but they can't all come back and play like prime Ronaldinho every game. You know, just ah. Oh, I mean, the, I see, the I lack see of United fans thinking. on my timeline oh. talking about how bad Werner is, but I mean, Martial's only shot on target this season has been an own goal header. So. And he's suspended for our game at the weekend. So who's winning now? Race for the golden boot. Anthony Martial's going for it. Champions right. League golden boot as well. <laughs> what a player ice cold mate alright well you mentioned coronavirus in that little tidbit um, sp- uh, before we get onto the the preview for the for uh, our weekend game against Manchester United the Red Devils biggie the biggie let's talk about our emergency goalkeeper <laughs> yeah. oh so beautiful man let's talk about our emergency goalkeeper Petr Cech has been registered as an emergency COVID backup in case I believe two or two of our goalkeepers come down with COVID or are unable to play for whatever reason yeah um, only our club man honestly Petr Cech who is younger than our uh, reserve keeper Willy Cavallero yeah he's at, only 38 at no other club in world football would this happen because we're gargantuan. He is the technical and performance advisor, and he's registered to play. And he plays ice hockey in his spare time. Ah, oh, this this man, he's just he's just. You a, do say it like he's not the best player. goalkeeper the Premier League's ever seen. Like, come on. I'm not gonna put any opinions out there. Don't want to get bashed. Yeah. You're gonna say Schmeichel. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll agree to disagree, but we move. We move. Oh, I think, boys. So, what do we think? If we get to see Petacek play in the Premier League again, how how would you like to see it? This, this I'm just smiling. smiling. I just I got a massive grin on his face. Obviously, as a keeper, yeah, Petacek yep. was like one of the first like people you sort of looked up to, and you thought, wow, why has yeah. he got a hat on? 
Oh, <laughs> Peter Ketch, yeah, and all of that, yeah. Peter Ketch. I remember Ketch. being there. Remember being there as like an eight, nine, ten-year-old thinking of thinking of Peter Check and just looking at him, not quite understanding how good he was. And unfortunately, never really got to like take him in at his best. You know, clean yeah. sheets after clean sheets after clean sheets after clean sheets. I think I read a stat mm. the other day that in the oh uh, four oh five season, he he went. I think. 1,100 minutes in the Premier League without conceding a goal. He broke the record back then. I think Van der Sar is the only person to break it since. I think he broke it since, in like 2010. I think that's still a record. Is it? I think Ah, so. Fair enough. I think Van der Sar got very close. And then, check, in the game to break the record, it was away at Blackburn. Blackburn got a penalty and check then saved the penalty as well just to break the record. The guy's just... Just petter check things. Beast. Just, (sighs) Just does it. If Rob Green, Rob Green played for Chelsea in a pre-season friendly a couple he of years did. ago. He did. Just chuck check into a pre-season game, mate. Just when when we when we've won the league by like April, just put Petr Cech in for the last game of the season. If Luca Foley says it, that's what's going to happen. In all seriousness, though, Snow. There. In all seriousness, though. Yeah. Is there any part of you that actually that Chelsea that thinks Chelsea might be doing this just to calm Kepper down? And bring Czech into training more to give him a bit of a helping hand. Into training and also just that sort of feeling that, you know, if Mendy goes missing, Lampard, it's not about trusting Caballero, but we spoke about it. Lamp- Chelsea need to recoup some money for Kepper at some point and by playing him is the only way they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, mm. Not that he's the first choice keeper, obviously, but if the time arises that Kepper needs to play again, just to have that reassurance that if Kepa is feeling so bad about himself and confidence-wise, which we can tell he does, just check is there if needed. Just just that sort of... Presence. Extra layer, yeah. The, the reassurance that, that check is here for you. Yeah. Like, whether it's stupid or not, or real or not, do you, do you think that Czech's influence on that team sheet could help Kepa build some confidence or just feel less pressured? That's if That's if Lampard even has any faith in Kepa anymore. But he doesn't. But he needs to. If Kepa's he needs relied the, he on. needs it. But I just don't think. I think it's just too late. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly too late. I don't think this is a. I don't think this is a reassure Kepa move. But do you think it could help? It 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 could do. Seeing seeing the great check in training. <laughs> <laughs> on a serious note, I it it could help. He he could be that that guy to help him get to where he really should be at this point after what we spent on him, but. I just think it's probably not not enough. Yeah, it's probably clutching at straws. Yeah. And it's almost a case of we can do it, why not? Why not? Any can any other club in world football do that? Are United gonna chuck Ole onto the into their Premier League squad? Can we <laughs> chuck Frank and Jody in there? I wish. Debatable. Ashley Cole's on the coaching staff in here as well. I yeah. don't know. Like, what do you think, OJ? Hmm. Other than just being a good laugh, is there anything to it? Any seriousness to this at all? For me, obviously there is seriousness to it because he is a he is a backup. He is now registered, so it, it has to be serious. It has to be. But I don't. I I oh, as much as I would absolutely love to see Petr Cech in a Chelsea shirt on that pitch again with his little hat. And his gloves. I would love his gloves. It. His little but, hat and his gloves. You're talking like he's like a little kid playing out in the snow. Oh, his little hat and his little gloves. <laughs> Maybe I am, but that's what I, that's what I want to dream about, Tom. It's too much. I want to dream about Petr Cech making a, a fingertip save. Any in the, save. In the shed end. Just oh. a dive. But oh. no. I, to be honest, no. I don't think we'll see him... Um, the only situation, obviously, that we'll be able to see him is if someone in our squad, Mendy, Kepa, Caballero, do get the old COVID. So, it's I don't know. Uh, for me, it's not serious. It's too much of... A joke. Something... It's too serious in the fact that it's official Premier League squad for it just to be a joke. Yeah. The point is... It's not like we've put him in the Carrier Bag Cup team and, like... <laughs> We're just going to run away with it. like Because we can, and because Czech is at the club and at Cobham day after day, and because he does actually do some training, it's an opportunity that would be missed in seriousness. Because what was it? The Ukraine keepers. Yeah. Three of them missed yeah. it. Yeah. This is just a chance for Chelsea. Just, just 
as an extreme what if you don't know at the moment do you you know covid cases come through these you know mendy check uh mendy kepa caballero spend time with each other you just don't know and with goalkeeper you can't replace that if you don't have it it's either we're forfeiting the game or we're chucking zuma in goal you know yeah it's just a why not i think but i, I love it it's probably the best sporting moment of the week i think all right yeah well from a, a sporting moment that's happened to a sporting moment that hasn't smooth transition cheers um we move on to the united preview what are we uh I'm what, nervous. what are we looking for what are your feelings going into it i'm nervous i saw the advert on sky yesterday when we were watching the um brentford game and i immediately looked at it and went i'm nervous about that game genuinely tom a week ago yeah. i was really really thinking united are there for the taking over the last week they've battered newcastle i mean they've put four past newcastle and they've beaten PSG. They battered him in the last 10 minutes. And we've lost the lead and drew to Sevilla. I know that's not the whole story. United oh, don't lose the game. Man. United are the just, more informed team. Just don't lose yeah, the game. You can't man. lose the game. Don't let Oli get one over Frank. Frank again. Don't let him do four wins in two. In four wins, four in, wins in two. two, uh, two four seasons. wins in two seasons. There you go. Just... Yeah. just oh. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, setting to up like we did against Sevilla and just hoping that things... Obviously, obviously Mount and Pulisic Mount would be different. Not on the left wing. Yeah. I mean, Defensively I would, set up. I th- Yeah, I think like set up did. the same way and even sit back and drop back because United will want to counter That's what we got done last season, Frank's first game. We just got burned on the counter. Yeah. Absolutely burned. I think set up the same way, play Kante, he can do a job on Bruno. If we're going to sit deep, Kante's got to be on Bruno. He's got to be looking to like get around him, stop shots, whatever. We can deal with balls into the box. They're not going to score headers unless it's a corner. Still not going to score because Mendy will claim it. I think we've got to set up the same way and go Werner and Pulisic and whoever plays on the wing are going to be more dangerous this week than they were against Sevilla. Do you think it's time for Ziyech to start? No. You still don't think? What no. Think what? Still. Yeah, he's not He's not ready. He's not 100. Fit. Not he's, yeah, he's okay. Not yeah. against United. What about you, AJ? I think I agree. Um, I would also like to defensively set up like we played against Sevilla. Um, I do think that it's this this game is imperative to how we want to perform for the rest of the season, for me. Because this game will be... United are a good team. If we want to finish ahead of them this season, we we didn't last season. Obviously, they finished third. We finished fourth. If we want to beat them in the table this season and get perhaps even a second, then we need to win this. This is a big game. This is really probably, I would say, our biggest game so far this season Yeah. Um, in terms of the form that we're in and the form that they're in and what it means for Lampard, the mentality of players, um, you know, just... Just that in general. Just I'm I'm really, really hoping that we don't lose this match. This also because my dad's a United fan. Yeah, I don't want beef. This is the English Premier League, and without fans in particular, you just have not got a clue what's going to happen game by game. So teams are going to drop. It's not like if we drop points or lose to United, we can't make it up. Because sure, we, because we will make it up. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we just will at the end of the day. It's too early on in the season. The points. It's just not enough difference, and teams will drop points. But but this would you rather confidence wise, I think for the squad could exactly. be huge. But also, would you rather not be in that situation in the first place, having to make up points? Yeah, you want points on the board. Exactly. That's yeah. what we so, gained last season yeah. with our twelve point gap over United. Yeah. We allowed ourselves a shitty little period around Christmas and into January and then the inconsistency that we moved on with. We allowed mm-hmm. that because of how well we played through this part of the season last year. Yeah. Do that now, put a little run together while we're not playing particularly well and things aren't gelling and then you kick on. Yeah. Then we, we, then we kick on. It'll be even better. It'll be dangerous. As I said As before, before, said, we'll be we'll, good. We'll be good. We'll be good. We'll, we'll be, be good. good. Yeah, I think we'll be good. Um, but yeah. So, United game. I'll ask for your score predictions. Oh, I can't do that. I'll ask for your score predictions, Tom. I need it. I, I don't... need it. I want to inject it. I'll let you have a think. But I, uh, Foley. I, I want to go with my heart. Okay, go but, with your but heart. There's ta- no, but there's times I say, 
Come on, let's be reasonable. Go over this your is head. this is Chelsea. This is Frank Lampard. Go on. He's still making strange decisions with the team selection, the lineup. Yep. So I'm gonna just be. My head kind of agrees with my heart in a way because I'm gonna say a win, but it's gonna be a narrow win. It's gonna be a two-one win for us. Okay, I am in the same boat. My heart is a Chelsea win. My head is a draw. Um, I think it'll be a 2-2 draw. Tom, mm. currently, what you're saying? I don't think we'll concede. I'm going for Edward keeps clean sheets Mendy. Okay. And it will either be 0-0 or a 1-0 Chelsea win. Alright. I am Pick backing one. it Pick to one. be a backs against the wall counter-attacking performance from Chelsea. Literally, like, clinging on to a clean sheet. Not clinging on. You can control okay. it. Chelsea weren't clinging on against Sevilla. No, 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 but... But I would... I would love to see Frank Lampard win ugly against Ole. Yeah. Do a Mourinho, a 1-0. How many games did Jose Mourinho win with Chelsea? 1-0. So many. Just, just The man just, like... Grinds out results. Yeah. He just mass-produces 1-0 wins. I'd love to see Frank get us a ugly 1-0 win with this talented team because talented players need to grind out results they need yep. to and if we can get our squad to do that it's just even more positive grinding yeah. out the results would also do wonders for our mentality I think I am so so confident in our defence after what I saw the other night so confident in the resilience in their mentality in the setup, and I just think if we set up better going forward and allow the creativity of Pulisic and allow the creativity of Werner and Havertz and Mount, we can hurt United because they can't defend. They're useless. As long as we... I mean, they played quite well defensively against PSG. Luke Shaw might be playing, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I know. I yeah. Know. I think if we start <laughs> with the same defence and if we have two out-and-out wingers out wide... We'll get the win. That's why I would love to see Hudson Adoy. I know he's not played much, but just give just him the vote of confidence. That is confidence. You're putting him on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Hudson Adoy in. If Man United line up and see Mason Mount playing on the wing, they'll be sat there licking their lips. They'll be yeah. going. Because he's be. playing up against Aaron Wambasaka, defensively is one of the best right yeah. backs in the Premier League. And I'd love yeah. to see Pulisic against Wambasaka. Pulisic might not even get the better of him, but that'll be a good game to Hell of a matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's a really good matchup. Well, um, yeah. our man Werner could run rings around that those two centre backs. I don't care who they play. Lindelof. I mean, although Twanzebe oh, played, so played well. really well. That's if he starts, he could be he I could be one to watch. Start. I think he will yeah. start. Almost if for nothing else, just pace. Yeah. He he is quick. Yeah. Yeah. He's like that. He's like that tomorrow, I think. And obviously Martial suspended, so no ice cold strikers to worry about. Yeah. Such. I mean, I just Rashford, who obviously scored a, yeah. a, a good goal at the weekend yeah. or uh, in midweek. Sorry. Ice, ice cold isn't on the pitch. So. Do, you, do you think it'll be an edgy game? Because I'm I'm torn between whether I think... I think Chelsea will want to play counter-attack, especially after what we saw midweek. And I think Man United love to play counter-attack. I think we'll certainly so have less possession. Could do set up for a, a really, really... I don't know. Because well, I don't think either team will want to get done in behind but just because of the pure pace. Hmm. So I wonder who is actually... I think one team is going to be forced into taking the initiative and I just wonder who it is because obviously with fans that would be united at Old Trafford they would be almost forced into taking control of the game but I wonder if maybe they'll be more likely to sit back without fans and try and catch Chelsea draw Chelsea into keeping the ball is it, I don't know how do you think the game will shape up in that way I think it's an interesting matchup I think United will probably have more of possession in the first half and I think in the second half that will that will slightly change. I think we'll have a bit more and then we will grow gradually into the second half. I don't think it will be goals, goals, goals right from the first minute. I, do, I think it will be, if anything, if there are any goals, it will be like maybe just the one in the first half. Do United get a penalty? I mean, you know, I mean, they got a penalty against us in the semi-final. They got a penalty against PSG the other day. They got a penalty against Newcastle. I mean... I wouldn't. I wouldn't be at all surprised. It's probably worth doing a penalty bingo before the game. If they do, Mendy's saving it because I told you we're keeping a clean sheet. All right. So moving on, I think we're going to um, answer some of the questions from Twitter. Um, we've got one from from Jay from SW6, who's asking um, if uh, Lampard fails, 
who are you getting in to replace him? So between us, we've decided that we'll take this from the end of ne- from the end of this season. If Lampard is sacked, who do you think, or who would you like to see us bring in for next season? We're gonna have thirty seconds each to back a manager and try and convince each other who we should take. OJ, you willing to go first? Oh yeah, sure. Right. 30 um, seconds. Who yep. are you taking first? Maurizio Pochettino. Right, 30 seconds. Go. Well, while Pochettino didn't win at Spurs, he didn't win anything. He didn't win a trophy. He's still a great manager. He took a, a dog crap Spurs team <laughs> and turned them into a great team. Uh, and it, he just fit the pieces in so well. Obviously, he came into the league with Southampton, made them into a good mid-table side, got the job at Spurs, and I just think he's exactly what we need. He's a good defensive coach as well, and I think he's exactly what what Chelsea need to bring that club into the next era of football. Nice, nice. Bang on that word on it. Just a quick quick question about Pochettino, which has actually evaded me. Yeah, so he took Spurs from pretty low down to quite high up, doing really well. Considering how good Spurs were at their peak, but they still didn't win anything. Yeah. Does that not worry you that he's bringing together a team of Chelsea players that are good? I mean, he took Spurs to a Champions League final. He did. Obviously, he played against Fair probably enough. the best team in Europe in at the time in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But does it not worry you that domestically mm-hmm. he could never... Spurs finished, what, second and third, I think, mm-hmm. respectively, and pushed yeah, us yeah, and Leicester so, yeah. both close. Yeah. Does it not worry that domestically with a good bunch of players he couldn't win it do you think he would have it in him to do more with Chelsea to be able to take this good group of players on I think this group of players that he's starting with now is probably better than if he was starting with Spurs again so if he so sorry what I'm trying to say is the team that we have now yeah. at the end of next at the end of this season would be a better start for Pochettino than what he would have started with when he when he was at Spurs. And you have to remember that when he was at Spurs, it was a multi-year project. He was oh, there yeah. for what five years, four or five years. Yeah, if not more. He had to develop his players, whereas obviously he would have to develop our young talent. But there is that experienced talent in there. Obviously, he had like the likes of Jan Vertonghen. We've got Thiago Silva. Yeah, there's 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 similarities there. But I think we're able to push that boundary further he took Spurs on their dying legs to a Champions League final they beat City and they beat Ajax who they really shouldn't have beaten and he they they managed to pull it off and I think that he can do that for Chelsea if if he was to come in at the end of the season well that is a stunning answer that is yeah. good that is really good Obviously not in the thirty seconds, but it was really interesting to hear what you thought. That's just that's my piece on Richard Pochettino. I love I love Pochettino. I've made that clear over the years. Luca, I rate him. As before your thirty seconds, who are you taking? I've gone with RB Leipzig manager Julian Nagelsmann. Right, thirty seconds. Are you ready? Yep. And go. So thirty-three-year-old Julian Nagelsmann. He arrived at Leipzig in twenty nineteen. I'm not sure when. It was just twenty nineteen. <laughs> and yeah, he's was manager of Leipzig and obviously we know the talent of players that uh, Leipzig have and have had. Obviously they've had Timo Werner who last season I'm pretty sure bagged over 30 goals in all competitions. He's a young manager. He had Leipzig have a very young team. They've had the likes of Nkunku, they've got Angelino, they've got a very good goalkeeper in uh, Gulacci and he just plays a very nice attractive style of football that I think would suit Chelsea very, very much. That did not feel like long enough. A little bit over. Nice. But that's all right. My, I could have said a Luke, lot more. Lucas started off well, by reciting half his Wikipedia page. Yeah, <laughs> I think for me, Luca, what? So Lampard is also a young manager. Obviously, he's Julian Nagelsmann is thirty-three. Yeah, he yeah. Lampard is like seven years older, mm-hmm. but he's still like forty. Yeah. So like, how? How? Obviously, Lampard is a young manager. So is Nagelsmann. How do you think they're? Like Nagelsmann's philosophy almost differs from Lampard's in a way. I think it's got something to do with obviously Nagelsmann's managing in the Bundesliga, which is mm-hmm. compl- an entirely different, yeah, entirely yeah. different sort of realm scene to the Premier yeah. League. Obviously, I feel in Germany the the style of play is much more open. There's lots more space when I watch it. Mm-hmm. P- teams can just teams have just got fantastic attacking ability. Look at the likes of Bayern, Dortmund. Yeah. Leipzig and there's teams like Hertha Berlin who have some really good players like Matthias Cunha who thrived last season towards the back end of lockdown 
And yeah, I think that he's just he's just playing a really nice style of football. It's open, it's expansive. He's got young players that have talent. I just I just think it'd be really, really good to see Nagelsmann take on the Chelsea, this crop of Chelsea youth that we've got, the likes of Mason Mount. Because I think if he if he was in charge of Chelsea, he certainly would not be playing Mason Mount on the left wing. He would definitely be playing all the players in their right positions, Pulisic on the left, Timo Werner up front. And I think he would just bring up a really nice, refreshing sort of style of expansive play to Chelsea. Tom, I feel that that's just not, nah, not great. Tom, but... do you have anything to counter that? Any questions you want to ask Luca? Yeah, this is going to seem like a wild, wild comparison. But <sighs> Nagelsmann's really young. Yeah. I think it would be a risk to bring him to Chelsea next year because he's so young because he's so young okay. yeah I almost compare him to AVB when we brought him in okay tactically Nagelsmann is sensational he is so good I don't know what Leipzig's exact style of play is I don't know patterns of play and stuff like that I just know that they are really good and he is <laughs> almost like a generational manager okay you, I think you could almost say that yeah like I compare him and Ten Hag fairly similarly, but I think Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann is better. Yeah. I also would counter my own point by saying if Chelsea don't get him, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. Like somebody will get him, oh, no. and soon. I just think I just wonder is is thirty three too early to come to the Premier League and manage? Would I prefer him to go to somewhere else first? Yeah, probably. But I, I also I I would also definitely. Mm. But I think Nagelsmann would be between him and Pochettino bringing it back to how young the manager is and whether it's too late to come to Chelsea I know it's I know it's Frank Lampard and he's Chelsea legend and all that but d- did you not think it might have been too early for Lampard to come to Chelsea after his first season at Derby was one season in the championship a, a, I mean the championship's competitive and it's entertaining but it's do you no not think it was it's no Bundesliga so do you think that is, is Nagelsmann more of a risk than Lampard that's a great point no probably not and I think we would also hear and say if things were perfect, Lampard wouldn't be here right now. I think Lampard was never the first choice this early on. He became the first choice. As soon as Sarri left, Lampard was the only choice. But the ultimate goal wasn't to have Lampard this early in his career and Chelsea's cycle. If you're being brutal, Sarri was meant to be the stopgap between Conte and Lampard, and he did that job, and it has worked out that way. But if Sarri was here for two or three more years, implemented more of a system of attacking football, it would have made the job for Lampard a little bit easier. That, I think, was the plan. You think that it, Lampard would have just kept Sarri's style of attacking play similar? What's that? Would he have changed it completely? He would have changed it. Yeah. But he's taken us from Conte and Mourinho, who were pragmatic managers, defensive managers, to Sarri ball, fast, free-flowing football, which we haven't seen since Ancelotti. Mm-hmm. That would be my thing. And in that sense, Nagelsmann completely fits that perfectly. Pressing, yeah. energy, youth. I mean, he's so good with youth. Yeah. And, well, and he's got the unbelievable best out of Timo Werner last season. There you go. He was unbelievable. Tom. Yeah. Onto your pick, your choice. Well, I, I've just put it out there. I've drawn the sh- I've drawn the short straw here because I obviously can't pick Pochettino or uh, Nagelsmann. So I have taken Arsene Wenger. <laughs> So, former Arsenal manager of, what, 25 years? Something like that, 20 years? Yep. Yeah. You're going with uh, Arsene Wenger. Yep. Three, two, one, go. Arsene Wenger helped revolutionise English football. He brought it out of the dark ages into what it currently is tactically. I think tactically he's spot on. Could he manage in the Premier League right now? Yeah, that, that would remain to be seen. He is quite old and he's doing really good things for FIFA and he's coming up with really good plans. I just think Wenger and his experience combined with his tactical knowledge and his ability to bring through youth and play fast, free-flowing football is something that I really want at Chelsea and I really do feel like the board and the players at Arsenal let him down over his time. It wasn't his failings. Good. Jeez. Under the pressure. Okay. I, yeah. have said, I am somewhat convinced. I've said for that. so long, well, yeah. I really, really would love Arsene Wenger to be the England manager. You have, I've heard you say that. I yeah. really, really, really like Arsene Wenger. And I think he gets talked down upon because of what happened to him at the end of Arsenal, which is so unfair considering what he did. So unfair. Mm. 
obviously would he be a risk being so old and stuff <laughs> like so old. but you know but be, being as old as he is and probably not wanting to be in it as much what is he like the french tactical tactically astute roy hodgson to some extent yeah probably not He's seventy-one. I don't think I don't think the same age as Roy Hodgson. I think. Oh, wow. don't think you could convince well, me that Arsene Wenger's probably the best choice. But oh my goodness me, if we needed like a manager till the end of the season, and it wasn't going to be Gus Hiddink, give it Wenger to get Arsene Wenger on that phone. Get him. Well, yeah. You guys at home, we'll have a poll out. You guys at home can vote on uh, who you'd like after hearing all of our. Uh, points and topics and discussions who you would rather us have out of the three managers that's Pochettino Nagelsmann and Arsene Wenger yeah um you guys can vote on that and let us know who you agree with the most yeah absolutely yep fully agree Luca next next question I believe you've got more questions I've got a a question from my friend George who I used to go to school with back home big up George I know he's listening uh his question is does Frank need to change his style of attacking football to a more balanced style so we don't get caught out at the back and get under so much pressure. Well, I think throughout the episode we've sort of answered that, haven't we? Yeah, I, I think would... it's more... You talked about Mount's pressing game on the left and how it's probably not the best thing for us to be playing with with Mount in that position. Yeah. And um, it probably would help relieve a bit of pressure on the defence. Maybe that is why we were making so many defensive mistakes or maybe it's because our defence is not great poo <laughs> I'm going to speak really quickly on this because I know how much I've spoken in the last couple of minutes and I'll let Luca also give his opinion oh god I know it's all gone out my head now <laughs> alright um, r- right so Lampard's end goal at Chelsea his philosophy which people have been asking what's his style of play is a high press up the pitch, win the ball back, play with high energy. Right now, we don't have the defensive capabilities in midfield and to some extent in defence to play like that all the time. We just don't. Mm-hmm. If we press, they go through our midfield like butter. Yeah. Because Kante is further up the pitch because Jorginho is not good enough defensively, Kovacic isn't good enough defensively, and we don't have a natural CDM. Yeah. So right now, does Lampard need to adapt? Yes, absolutely. And he has. Severe. And how I expect we play against United. That is the adaption, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We've only got one example of it so far, but that is the adaption. Yeah. Moving forward, that is when we will hopefully see the best of Chelsea. When we have players that can do the defensive midfield duties, and then we can also press up as well. Mm-hmm. And it will almost be almost like a back. So the back five, a CDM, and then. So what's that? That's six, isn't it? And then five players. Two, maybe two in the middle that do a little bit of both, and then goals. Go get goals, run, press, everything. Yeah. All, like Spurs, Pochettino and Spurs, yeah? We move back to it. Wanyama just sat there. Wanyama and Dyer just sat in front of the defence. Dyer was a little bit more creative, potentially. And then his players, pressing, pressing, pressing. What have Liverpool got? Three players that don't stop running at the front. Henderson runs around like a mad hatter. Wijnaldum the same, a little bit forward, a little bit back. Abina just slots in there in that CDM spot. That, that is Lampard's goal. He wants need. to play like that. Yeah. But we don't have the players that can do the sole defensive work at the moment. We only have the in-betweeners. We only have Kante and Kovacic who can sort of do the little henderson Wijnaldum roles. We don't have the Fabinho. Mm-hmm. That's what we're missing from Frank Lampard's puzzle. Yeah. When we get that, if we still aren't playing well enough, that's on Frank. Yeah. I also think the high, the high press cannot work for an entire game I think the reason we get, we're conceding so many goals late on in games and sort of mid second half is players like Mount and Pulisic who are being forced to press are just getting way too tired and then that literally they're, they're, they're out the game they're, the opposition have worked out that oh they're exhausted just get it over them and now we've got to face a midfield who can't defend and a defence that's looking very very shaky so I think we can't be early on the press works fine that's when you when you can tire the opposition out that's when you can work out what their flaws are I think press early on and then just kind of get a bit more relaxed step back in the second half and then go from there if that makes sense yeah it's knowing when to high press when to how to press in a transition 
and also when to low low block yeah. and when to move into like your sort of press teams, isn't it teams because know it, when we're shaky yeah teams know where we're weak because we started the first five minutes against Sevilla like pressing yeah and then as soon as they got the ball we transitioned really nicely into saying right we're not going to get caught half pressing we're just going to go completely into the low block and we're not going to get caught out because how many goals do we concede being in a low block really we don't no. we're always caught on the counter yeah always Southampton we had the ball move forward caught in possession Southampton's other goal long ball over the top caught halfway up the pitch again Southampton's last goal was a set piece we don't concede goals when we sit back as a low block because we don't get to the low block because we're really shit at pressing in the middle phase in the midfield that can't defend. Mm -hmm. That's where Lampard needs to work on our midfielders defending not ability but shape. And he's also still got to get some of the basics right. Oh, yeah. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done with the basics. Yeah, completely agree. Mm. Completely agree. Well, any more questions? Uh, Or is that... I mean, from me, I think that's it. Tom, anything no. else? No. No? Well then, that's going to wrap it up. Yeah. I'd like to say, what a bloody episode. Yeah, it was We've good episode. absolutely like banged out the tactical knowledge oh. in like the last half hour. That, yeah. that like sort that of last good. half an hour has been absolutely amazing. I Stunning. loved that. All right. Absolutely loved that. I yeah. loved it too. I had a great time. Tell you what we all do, yeah, for the first episode ever, we'll put out some timestamps. So you can skip between oh. the little bits. We'll put yeah. out some timestamps for you. That'll be in the description of whatever app you're listening to this on. We'll let yep. you choose what you want to hear yes. and when. But I'm sure you want to listen to it all because yeah. listen to our voices. Because why man. wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, shout outs, Luke Foley. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Forest Green <laughs> podcast. on The pod on top of the hill on Twitter, host of our, our housemates, Laurie and Ollie. They just talk all things Forest Green. They do some really good content on the Twitter. So at the pod on top of the hill on Twitter is where you can find them. Uh, and the Wednesday Pinfall podcast is a NXT slash AEW wrestling podcast. If you're into that, go and check that out. That's uh, hosted by our other housemate, Nathan, and his good friend and our course mate, Kieran. So uh, go and check that out as well. Their dedication to the cause is so much so that they didn't, <laughs> they didn't do their Wednesday Pinfall podcast on a Wednesday. So they're doing it on Thursday and Friday to make up for that fact. And go. that is pure respect. That's real not commitment to the cause. Recognises real. Real recognises real. That, that deserves a follow. Tom. Go and follow him. Yeah. I'll tell you uh, what else you can follow. Tom Coley's Twitter, which is... At Tom Coley 49. Luca Foley's Twitter, which is... At UOG Luca. And my uh, Twitter, which is Oliver underscore OG underscore Jones. Because we're just... We're, we're too We good. love underscores. Yeah. We love underscores. Yeah. Boys, it's been a pleasure. It has been. It's it has. been a massive. I've really, really, enjoyed really, that. really episode, enjoyed this. Episode 25. Uh, we're a quarter of a way through to episode 100. Yeah. What we'll, a momentous occasion we'll, that will Will we be. get there? We're will we there. get there? Probably not. No. I think we'll get there. <laughs> I'm joking. I think we'll get there. We, we, we'll we, get we, there. We, we, we bang them out. Well, if you're, if you're listening now and you're with us for episode 100, if you're going back and listening for all the old episodes... <laughs> We back. salute you. We do. We appreciate it. All right, boys. We'll see, see you later. Next week. Oh, next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. What a play he is! That is outrageous! Smash and grab in front of the Chelsea fans. Goodness me. That is, even by his standards, just incredible.